We're gonna try this one more again. Hi guys, I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. You can't hear me? You didn't hear me say I'm, I'm Molly? I didn't know. <laughs> I hear you now. That but I didn't so hear weird. you. I just assumed you did. So I guess I'll say hi. This is my chiclet. <laughs> We're struggling today. <laughs> We're going to make it. We're going to see if this keeps up. Um, <laughs> which is fitting, I guess, considering how messy this episode This episode is about to talk about mess. So we're going to be mess. That's true. Okay. It's still, it sounds like it's going now. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's check in. How have you been, Molly? Um, you know I'm hanging in there. Tired. That's how have you been, little, little baby. baby? Good. <laughs> I've been good. So a little burnt out, but I'm I'm taking control of my schedule like I should have done to begin with, and uh, using my time. You're taking time for you. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that. Ice Planet podcast burnt me out. I don't have to. <laughs> once, there's a reason Black Chiclet isn't once a week. It's because I die. <laughs> so we're back, though. We're here. We're here. And I'm excited because yeah. we're going to talk about this foolishness. Fool- just foolishness. Just foolishness in this here Black History Month. I don't even understand why. It, it, the entire 2020, and we've only, we're only a month and a half in, and it's just. <laughs> It's Foolish, messy. messy shenanigans all throughout the entire world. But we're going to focus on publishing. Yes, because the other stuff I can't get into. If I think about politics, I just I don't even know what's going on with the Department of Defense now. I, and I don't even I don't want to know. I don't even I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know nothing. I'm like, is this more law stuff? Because I was I can't keep up. Yeah. And then, I don't know, don't get me started. I tried to follow the impeachment. It was too complicated, so I gave up. I'm like, they didn't teach me this in my college-level political science class. Uh, hello, hello. Yeah, we're here. For, there you go. I was like, I'll just wait for her to come back. She always comes back. <laughs> I was just sitting and staring at the wall. You didn't lose me. <laughs> All right, so let's start with the first one, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with, but we're going to review it for the sake of discussion and because I feel like... Just what the fuck? Yeah. So if you have not heard, Oprah picked a doozy this time around for her book club. Uh-huh. So the short of it is a white author by the name of, is it Janine? Janan? I had it up and then I, it is Janine, I believe. Janine Cummins. Cummins released a book on January 21st titled American Dirt, which tells the story of a fictional Mexican mother and son as they flee their home and travel to the border. Okay. Which border? <laughs> I assume the U.S.-Mexican border. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the one that borders Mexico on the south, but I realized my ass doesn't know. I don't, I don't know geography well enough to make the joke the other way. Uh, that's sad. Anyway, so... The book is written by a woman who, as someone lovingly put it, um, I guess it's Vulture. Vulture one of, well, lovingly put it, one of the more common knocks is that the book engages in brownface, incorporating a nominally Mexican perspective that was written by a woman who, as recently as 2016, identified as white. This is a white woman author writing the story about a Mexican family dealing with the issues surrounding cartels in Mexico and issues at the border. So what could be wrong? What could go wrong? Mm. (laughs) That's Molly for so much. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Okay. (laughs) Um, So when it was picked up, the book got a lot of buzz. Again, it was mentioned as Oprah's book club. Mm-hmm. The promotions that they used to promote, like the activities and things they used to promote this book were, I said tasteless in the outline. I'm going to change my adjective to tacky. And yeah. Um, Hateful they, and weird. Yes. Um, one bookseller event had centerpieces that featured like a little mini wall and barbed wire. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, that's classy. And the author herself also had a barbed wire manicure. She said it was inspired by the book cover, which does prominently feature barbed wire, but like, yo. I mean, but her book cover is also has like flowers on it and it's, it's blue and white. I mean, it's right there. It's a weird aesthetic, honestly. 
Um, and so she was supposed to go on tour. So there was like a lot of uproar. She was supposed to go on tour, but the tour got canceled due to quote unquote threats of violence. Mm. And they released this really horrible statement, which we will discuss, I'm sure. Um, and as of now, it seems like they've pulled the tour part, but they're doing like a series of open forums to use it as like, we're going to discuss this book, which is really gross. Like you did something wrong. Why are we discussing? What's the discuss? Right. Um, right. Because I'm sure, you know, they're still going to try to sell these books yeah. and Oprah's going to do a special, which I'm sure she's going to get paid for. So like, I, it just like the whole thing just smacks of like that faux wokeness. Oh, it is. And then my favorite part, which we sort of skimmed over, I think she was able to sell herself to write this book because she has a, her husband is an undocumented immigrant, but she did not. Okay, well, why is she out here telling his business like that? And also, when you think, when you hear that, what do you think? Like, what kind of, what nationality do you think? Well, I do think Mexican since she's writing a book about you know, Mexico and he's people Irish. crossing the Mexican border. <laughs> My God. He's Irish. <laughs> he's an undocumented immigrant from Ireland. And everyone's like, that was your story, lady. Why did you have to like hijack this entire other narrative to sell your book? I just, I don't, I don't, well, it's like, I do understand this shit's in the news. Um, you know, they don't really want to pay authors of color and she you know said i could write this story she would have had it did it and um some the publisher whoever said i can sell this and they had to deal with oprah because you know what oprah didn't read this bullshit (laughs) and it just took off from there like the fact of the matter is it advances in advance so she has that money it was apparently a big advance too like i think it's like a six figure advance yeah that was another thing a lot of authors are saying it's like you're not offering this type of money and a type of um, oh my gosh, attention, I guess. There's another word for it, but promotions, I don't know. You're not offering this type of money and attention to authors of color. The support, books. yeah. Like, you're not you're not putting all the power of the, the publisher behind, like, actual Mexican authors. You're not signing them. You're not giving them these advances. You're not, you know, making all these illustrated covers. Hooking them up with Oprah. Hooking them up with Oprah. So, like, I, I, I probably am, because I know that there was a lot of backlash about this, and that there was also another book that came out, I think, what was it, like, something Rebecca or something Rachel or something, I don't know, and it was about, like, a teen girl, and she has, like, a relationship with her teacher or something. Oh, my goodness, what? I missed that one. Yeah, and it was, like, a fiction book, and, oh, my goodness, I should have looked this up, but, like, they were going hand in hand. And so in this other book, they said, okay, um, it sounded very similar to a book that um, uh, Latinx, I think she was author, had written. They said that it sounded very similar. And then from there, it was like she plagiarized it from there. You know, another white woman steals a story. And then that woman came out and she said, no, it's actually based on sexual assault I faced as a as a young woman so it is my story i I think then people yeah yeah people on twitter then were saying the white woman plagiarized the latina woman um and stole from her book and why can't you know she write what her own thing is and write what happened to her so then the white author came out and said actually this is based on sexual assault that i faced as uh, a young woman and so then there was backlash to that say, out, saying like, um, you know, she shouldn't have had to have outed herself as a childhood sexual assault survivor because of Twitter. Right. And it's like I, I kept seeing like these two people saying this is American dirt all over again. This is American dirt all over again. So it's like I bring this all up to say, like, I don't I'm not. And this is going to maybe be controversial, but I I am not of the mindset that. You have to always write who you are and you can only write like who you are. Like, I don't think that authors should only write exactly who they are and their identities and they should have, you know, um, no broader scope. Their book shouldn't be more diverse. You shouldn't look into or do research or get sensitivity writers. I think there's ways to do it. 
I think what the issue is, is when you completely co-opt somebody else's story and take away space and money and, um, you know, uh, resources to tell a story that you're just kind of capitalizing off of. So, you know, I'm not mad at this woman for writing this story. Um, You know, if, if she was writing about Black people... I would have a different relationship to it. I can, you know, we talked about that one book, that Amazon, whatever book, it was a white guy and he wrote about the black woman. Oh yeah. It's right. It's like, people are always going to do that, but it's like, who do we choose to pay attention to? And why, why are these, why is it okay for the publisher to say, I'm going to put all these resources in this book. It's like, write whatever you want. Like I, I, again, I'm of the mind that people can write, problematic shit people can write racist shit people can write violent shit like write whatever you want but why do we have to pay attention to it why do we have to put resources behind it why do we have to get these advances and the oprah book clubs to me that's the issue more so than this one person wrote this shitty book it's like you know white people are always gonna do this they're always gonna get box braids they're always gonna like do the tiktok dances and everything but it's like Right? It's like, I'm not getting mad. I, I am mad. Like, it, it is shitty. And if you're white and you're listening to this, like, don't do this shit. Um, but it's like, I'm more mad that we're putting all the time and attention and energy to making these big deals when there are other people out here doing it authentically. Yeah. And as you say it, I don't disagree with that. Like, people white write shitty books they shouldn't write all the time. It's when they get mm-hmm. this whole, like industry this whole machine behind them to help make sure it's a success even when it you know doesn't warrant it it reminds me remember american airlines and like all the promotion that guy got and he was called like like they put all this money behind it and he was called all sorts of brave and blah 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 and it was like he's a white guy who's trying to tell a black story who didn't even do it very well and they're acting like he's unique and that was the other thing that bugged me too they're like he's so brave no one ever tells these type of stories while in the same piece mentioning how he had to study previous stories that were told by like octavia butler and other like black speculative fiction writing writers right i'm like what is this bullshit right that one still gets me mad and that one still gets comments from people who are like, you should give him a chance. And I'm like, it's like but no. I don't want to. I'm going to be petty about it. And like, the more you say I should, I'm going to be like, no. I'm not reading that. I'm book. not reading I don't that. Th- you know, there's only so many, there's only so much time I have in my life. That's so I don't have time to do this. But it's like, I, 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 this was so, this whole thing was so fucking stupid to me. It's like, why? Because I didn't think the book even people who read it didn't seem like it was that good no and part of it was like it just felt inauthentic and fake because she's doing things like like the characters apparently don't even have like truly mexican names (laughs) like it just didn't (laughs) feel right right so it's like let's let's take our time and energy and put it you know the publishing industry on real shit or barring that at least it could have been good, right? <laughs> At the very least, it could have been good. Uh, this article also mentions the help. And I'm like, yeah, that's a similar thing, too. I would say... Yeah, they had... There's some connection. Like, is it the same? It's some connection between the two of them. I can't remember Were they published by... Oh! Is the, it the same? The, the person who acquired it. They were acquired by the same uh, person. They had the same acquiring. Yeah. And you know what? I can even give help the help a bit of wiggle room because it's a story about a white journalist who is writing right. about these issues. And I'm like, right. you know, it's still not great, but at least you you somewhat stayed in your lane. Right. And the main it was like, yes, I do believe that you, you know, had people who had, you know, domestic uh, help and treated them poorly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I could give it that one, but it's like a, it's just again, like why I don't know. I'm gonna get mad. I do want to talk about the statement Flatiron release when they canceled uh-huh. the the event, not the event. The uh-huh. tour. The event is another thing. Did you read it? Did you get it? I didn't read it. Oh, Molly, it's so bad. Where is it? It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad in so many ways. It's like. It's like a communications case study. Like I go back and visit it every once in a while. Basically, it begins off, it starts off strong. 
They're like, you know, in recent days, backlash has arisen against American Dirt, a novel published by Flatiron Books. They talk about how how it was, you know, successful, and they talk about how they were surprised by the anger and how the fact that they were surprised is it indicative of a problem? And like, oh, you're doing good. You realize okay. that oh, we don't have enough perspectives to realize how this could have been a problem. I was okay. I was with them. Then <laughs> they went in a little bit to talk about we are going to research ways we can address these problems. Oh, they said we are committed to finding new ways to address these issues. That one kind of got me because like we know how to address these issues and it's super easy. <laughs> yeah. Hire people who are not white. There you go. We discovered it. So I'm like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, they admitted things they shouldn't have done, blah, blah, blah. They do say, this is my favorite graph. Let me read it to you. We should never have claimed that it was a novel that defined the migrant experience. We should mm-hmm. not have said that Janine's husband was an undocumented immigrant while not specifying that he was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. We should not have had a centerpiece at our bookseller dinner last May that replicated the book jacket so tastelessly. Mm-hmm. We can now see how insensitive those and other decisions were and we regret them. And I was like, it's like, just, just, just leave it out. You know? I know, like, we know what you did. You know what you did. Just say, we, we sorry. Don't, don't do all those specifics. But then it turns and it turns okay. bad. They okay. say, we wish to listen, learn and do better. But that must include a two-way dialogue characterized by There's no, there's by no but. There's no but in an apology. There's, there's never room for a but in an apology. Oh, this but is the beginning of the whole sentence, too. It's a capital <sighs> but. It's, you know, it's a paragraph. There's a period. It's a whole new sentence. Mm. Janine Cummings spent five years of her life writing this mm. book with the intent to shine a spotlight on tragedies facing immigrants. Mm. For that reason, it's unfortunate that she is the recipient of hatred from within the very communities she sought to honor. You ungrateful brown folk. This white lady spent three years with y'all. This white woman degraded herself by learning your little customs and your little comitas. (laughs) (laughs) So she can write about your brown, faceless, tasteless asses. And you, and you hateful, hateful. This is how you repay People. This is how you repay this white woman. Oh my god! Oh Molly, when I read it, I would I did a full like. Er. <laughs> I was like, it's like this is written by two different people. <laughs> I was like, I'll take the first half, you take the second half, and we'll just combine it, like you do when you do a group ex group work. <laughs> right? Because someone's up here, like, let's get the you know gendered nouns right. Let's let's name the things we did wrong. And then somebody else picks up the pen and they're like, my turn. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't read it before turning it in. Mm. Um, So we are saddened that a work of fiction that was well-intentioned has led to such vitriolic rancor. Oh, that's that's harsh language to use in your apology. It's no longer apology at this point. (laughs) They don't even actually say it's an apology. They call it a statement. Um, while there are valid criticisms around our promotion of this book, that is no excuse for the fact that in some cases there have been threats of physical violence. We join Mm. with those in the Latinx community and others who have spoken out against such violence. Unfortunately, our concerns about safety have led us to the difficult decision to cancel the book tour. Based on specific threats to booksellers and the author, we believe there exists real peril to their safety. Mm. Peril is a strong word. Strong. That connotates like life, like life threatening events. Well, I mean, to them, probably having someone show up and say, hey, you're racist. Probably, that's true. It was like the worst thing that they can imagine. But let me read the final part. They aren't, they aren't okay. that unsafe. They aren't that concerned because rather. That's than, true because they're still going <laughs> to. Rather they're than still going to hold events. Exactly. Rather than run away from this conversation, we want to move towards a solution. For that reason, we will be organizing a series of town hall meetings where Janine will be joined by some of the groups who have raised objections to the book. We believe that this provides an opportunity to come together and unearth difficult truths to help us move forward as a community and also keep selling books. They didn't mention that. That's my that's my annotation. But that's that's. That's the real goal here. They just really want to sell this book. They just, yeah, I mean, shit, they got to make that advance back. <laughs> the finger thing means the money. <laughs> yeah. I just. It, it's a whole whirlwind, oh, that statement is. She's so hashtag brave. <laughs> they are so hashtag brave for sitting down with these vitriolic, violent 
that they wanted to honor. <laughs> Browns. <laughs> Browns. <laughs> the Browns. Uh, the fuck is this? Wild. I haven't read. A, I haven't read a statement like this in a minute. This is. This is. Very bad. <laughs> I can't even stop laughing. I'm so glad this is your, like, honest first impression. <laughs> mm, who wrote this? <laughs> Apparently the publisher, the CEO. President and the publisher. The CEO. Oh, statement from Bob Miller. Oh, President man. and publisher. The guy at top. Bob. <laughs> That's a, this is a very Bob statement, to be perfectly this honest. This is a very Bob statement. Bob, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Bob? What, what is this? I can't get past. It's unfortunate that she is the recipient of hatred from within the very community <sighs> she sought to honor. Who thought that was okay? I just... It's like, it's sad that you were all so hateful that you couldn't even <laughs> buy my book. <laughs> I just, Your brows were so rude after all the work you she did. You were so, so rude after five years of her going to Taco Bell. <laughs> she only spoke Spanish to the waiter. She, she, <laughs> she went down to El Resorto <laughs> and had a margarita. She only allowed all herself you. to watch Univision. All the sacrifices. No, I not watch it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, this is so... Mm. <laughs> it just... Wow. It's, this is... It's a roller coaster. It's a whole journey, this statement is. It is. It's a whole ass mess. Because I was, I was just, rooting for them when they said the fact that we were surprised is indicative of a problem. I was like, oh. I was like, okay, all right, Yeah. yeah. But then he really, he really goes into it and he's like, but let me tell you about you. <laughs> the real issue. He's like, the real issue isn't that I was racist. We could all say that we were racist. But the real tragedy is how hateful you were to call me a racist. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were racist. But y'all uh, didn't have to be such assholes about it. Like, you didn't have to be so loud about it. Damn. I think and it's- so violent that I have to cancel my tour and replace it with another tour and it's like as someone whose family has actually been targeted by like you know death threat campaigns like that shit is not it's not like something that you just throw out there and say like well i was so scared i canceled it but i just re right um Right? It's like, it's scary. It's fucked up. It's like, you wouldn't just be like, well, I'm going to keep all the dates and everything the same, but we're just going to change it around to talk about how hateful you are. Right. We're going to move the tables around a little bit, but we're still going to have these events. You can buy tickets. (laughs) Visit us at flatiron.com. You can get books with all tickets. Um, I think you were on the right track when you said the violence, quote unquote, was just Uh brown people being loud and angry. And yeah, like, and maybe not even because see that as a threat, right? Right, that's the reality of it. And very honestly, like the brown people that I saw talking about this were not even loud or angry about it. They were cracking jokes. Well, I'm sure there were some people who were loud. Like, yeah, but for the most part, like, just... but it's like the the biggest things. It's like you couldn't even, you can't even think. Like, it's even violence that you would be the butt of a joke when you've been wrong, right? Like, even to be called out. At all, even to be made fun of at all, even to be questioned at all is a form of violence. Right. Like people weren't even raising their voice and you're like, my my little feelings are hurt. That's what it, it was her 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 ego. Her ego was, her it was ego. a threat to her ego. Yep. I and I bet you anything, they were already thinking about like um, How can we spin this? How, or, you know, how can we make this into a movie? Oh. And how can we get like the book club editions and how can we do this and that? And it's like, you know, this upended all of that. And now they, they mad. Can I tell you, I've been so burned by these celebrity book clubs. I don't trust the integrity of none of them. Oh, I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust that shit at all. I mean, you know what we say, join. I, I don't think um, Oprah's reading any of these books. Reese burned like, me. Oprah's burned me. Everyone's right? burning me. And it's always like sitting there like with selfie with like a book and they're like smiling. And it's like. You ain't read that book. Come on. You just described Oprah's tweet. 
Did I? It's her standing in the corner with the book open. She's not even looking at the book. She's looking at the camera. Girl. Like, oh, Oprah. I got to stop hitting this microphone. I do want to say one other serious thing about this Uh statement is after he released it, when the tour was canceled and they wrote all the news about it, guess what was in Uh every headline? It was like, publisher cancels tour due to threats of violence, which just sort of reinforces this whole, you know, old brown violent you know, reinforces negative stereotypes about like people of yeah. color and how, yeah. They, yeah. Like yeah. if you go Google it, that's what almost every headline has. It's like citing Bullshit. security concerns or whatever. But they don't mention right that they just turned around and just rebranded the events. Rebranded the events. I was like, yeah. she ain't that concerned. She still wants that money. <sighs> mess. So, that's a fucking mess. But yeah, that statement, please, I will include it somewhere. Please read it if you have it. It's, it's, it's truly terrible. I, I didn't know you hadn't read it yet. I hadn't read it. I, I don't get to see anything nowadays. Oh, I, oh, you know, I will gladly, I will be the mess keeper. I don't know what it is. I will keep up because I do That's also just... like that we got your authentic. <laughs> I was astounded. It's just like, here is someone who truly doesn't think that they have to apologize to people of color for offending them. Do not get it. Um, They did apparently have meetings with a group, a literary advocacy group called, I don't know if I say the hashtag, I'll say the hashtag Dignidad Litter. My Spanish is so. Dignidad? Dignidad. I can't, my Spanish is gone. Dignidad Literaria? Yes, thank you. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> but you know, my husband is Mexican, so I speak Spanish. Bullshit. You're more more qualified to write this book than she is. No, I am not. <laughs> and that probably makes me more qualified knowing that I can't write this It's shit. like a catch-22. Right. Um, but they said they have worked with the group to develop an action plan to substantially increase its Latinx representation on staff and in the book, it pub- in the books it publishes. Now, we haven't really heard any updates. I guess they have 90 days. But, um, so that's where it stands as of now. Danielle, what if, like, the next time some shit happens, let's say Barnes & Noble <laughs> <laughs> gets on, gets on Google and is like, we need to find some... <laughs> Some black readers and they find us. Oh, I'll do it. Hire me, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I I'm just imagining how that that conversation would go because I'm sure I'm sure someone with like dignity in their name, their advocacy group, is gonna go in and be professional and have good ideas. I just I would go up there, I'd be laughing. Ooh, I'd be laughing. Look, and then I'd be like, you cut my check, right? <laughs> I would say you need a variety of perspectives. I'm just saying, it couldn't be so, me. So yeah, we need the classy, dignity, dignified, educated people, but you also need the messy, common, <laughs> lay people. <laughs> the messy fools. Blackness is not a monolith. We got Right? Because I would just sit there and I would laugh for 90 straight minutes. Then I would ask where my check was. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to sit down and do this and that. You know, that's the Lord's work. Because... I mean, like, you fools ain't gonna listen anyway. I mean, that's true. You know what? You might be the smartest person then. Like, listen, let me say what I say. And so then you can say that, look, I told them. And you got paid. Right. You're right. Right? Mm-hmm. I just say it. Like, you know, there are people out there who, and they're they're good at it. They want to explain. They want to help people understand. They want to, like, do better and have people be better. But it ain't me. <laughs> I mean, I would do it. I work in communications. There have been many times when I'm trying to tell people, please don't say that or please don't do that. Like beyond my, you know, just knowledge as a person who does communications as a black person, no go. Right. Don't do it. Listen, I guess what I'm saying is hire me if you need just like the black girl in the room to be like, no. I like that (laughs) because it could be me. I just be like, ooh, this could be good. (laughs) Is it? Is this what we call a conflict of interest if I'm there when the bias and the mess happens and then I'm also on the back end <laughs> enjoying it as this podcast continues? <laughs> Is this what they mean by conflict of interest? Perhaps. I don't know. Well, don't if, know. if that hypothetical ever happens, I'll figure it out then. Yeah, that's true. I don't Just cash that check first. <laughs> there, I know there had to be someone in the room who was like, hey. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. 
Somebody was some like, shits. There are Latino people all over this country. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. It's like there's there's no place you can go where there aren't um Latino people, black people, Asian people, gay people. There's no place you can go except for places that are intentionally keeping them out. Right. So it's like if if you are not hiring these people, if you are not listening to them, if you're not trying to, then just their mere presence is not going to save you from your own um, inability to listen. Yeah, because you can't just hire them. You got to listen to them, too. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, it's, I'm I'm glad that. Well, I was going to say they're trying, but I like even with the statement, it doesn't seem like they're they're trying to me. <laughs> So it's like, I could take my black ass dollars and say flat iron bucks. I just cross it off and be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Very good. Very, very good. God, that statement. This is a market. This is a communications professional. Uh, He runs a whole publishing house. How? Damn. I could write a public, do a public. If that's, if that's it, if those are the skills, I can fuck up. (laughs) Well, I don't know. You're not a white dude, Molly. That's true. I could just be hateful and, you know, release a statement where I say how terrible everyone is. I love that whole, like, we should not have had the the barbed wire themed dinner party. We should not have forgotten to mention that her husband is actually an undocumented immigrant from Ireland. I can't get over that one. That big old butt. 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 They took a pause, period. Breathe in. But it's like, but let me tell you what I really want to say. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, it's not the only Twitter statement we have. Oh, yeah. It's not the only messy event we have. Oh, that's true. We have another one. This one's not as big as scope, but it's kind of more. It's kind of I think it's funny. It's this one I saw a lot more. And this one, like the other one I understand is like we said, this white woman can write this hot button issue and people will buy it because you know, they're not going to feel too scared that they would be called out and called a racist because the white author is not going to do that to them. So it's going to make a lot of money. I understand how, what is it, American dirt happened. I cannot for the life of me understand what the fuck Barnes and Noble was thinking. Oh, I can tell you exactly. I, I can see, I can hear the meeting where they pitched this. <laughs> I can hear everybody's Please explain it to me because I cannot understand how this happened. <laughs> I how can figure out how they made every decision. So if you don't know what we're talking about is in honor of Black History Month, Barnes & Noble decided to release this series of classic titles that had new artwork with the main characters sort of reimagined as characters of color. So there's a Black Frankenstein, Romeo and Juliet with, you know, characters of color. Um, there were a whole bunch of titles. They did a secret garden, just a whole bunch. I should have the list. I don't. Hold on. This is why I'm a mad uh, Moby Dick. Right. You said something about it. You called him. You said something like Cactus. Oh, I said Ahab could get it. <laughs> he is, let me say the artwork is not the problem. I don't. Yeah, the artwork is fine. Yeah, and it's honestly, the principle of the matter. If they had released this as like a series of postcards or like. Or like a tote bag in conjunction with other things. I don't even or think they would have gotten that much. if they had just hired this, you know, art, these artists or whoever to do covers of books with some black people that in it, <laughs> that, that would have made Buku Blacks. People would have fucking loved that. So, but yeah, yeah, it would have. But this whole thing, they took it to mess. I would tell you, I could tell you exactly how this happened. Barnes and Noble worked with an ad group that's okay. where the trouble starts. They worked with an ad group to put together this campaign. Hey, 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 this is the this is the same group. The same group as what? Oh, no, sorry. American Dirt. Now, wait, let's get started by catching up with American Dirt. Okay, never mind. Never oh, mind. Oh, I just realized the link I sent you is actually the Vox link. I uh-huh. realized after I put it in there is a collection of links. So, yeah, they're starting. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Dig me not. Don't tell me you had anything to do with this. <laughs> it's all one big circle. Okay. So what happened? So this whole thing was a result of the um, chief diversity officer for a marketing group called TBWA. I don't know what those letters stand for. And basically he was inspired, according to this, he was inspired by the casting of a black actress in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Because, you know, J.K. Rowling has been on Twitter saying 
Ooh, I never did. I never stated what race Hermione was, even though she really but truly you know did. What? When, when, when people say that, and I would have to look up the exact like source for this, but didn't she famously, famously with those movies, like retain a lot of control? I think so. Over a lot of the decisions, including casting. I think so. Yeah, because she wanted them to be. I definitely know she had a say in, like, she wanted them all to be British. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and had apparently she wanted them all to be white. Exactly. So all this, I never envisioned Hermione as white. But then at the same time, you're like, but I specifically wanted them to cast a white actress. I'm just saying. Well, and then the words she used in the actual book, including like pale. And yeah. like things standing out against her light skin and the fact that all the cover art, which I'm sure she also had maybe not final approval, but I'm sure she had some say in those book, those book yeah. covers. I just say famously, famously JK Rowling has retained a lot of control over all of the adaptations and every aspect of these books. Yeah. And this is where not the Hermione first... is often white. So yeah. Okay. And this is That's not the first aside. time she has backtracked. <laughs> to add more diversity, which was not there. She made Dumbledore gay, even though there's literally no, no, like it impacts the story whatsoever. Right. Like she, she announced, let me start over. She announced she was gay at a point when it did not impact how she would have to write him or actually do anything active on her part. Right. And, and then when they did the new one with young Dumbledore, they still didn't acknowledge it. So she's, right. she's infamous for doing this. Or she's like, there's an Asian character. It's a snake. So, I was like, Oh, Oh, yes, the Asian lady's a snake who gets his head cut off. Yeah. Not about So it. I'm just saying, to be inspired by J.K. Rowling, we're already off to an interesting start. <laughs> it's already shaky. So that started this whole kind of thing like, hey, what other books are there where the character is not like explicitly stated to be white? And they thought, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool if I think they like... So according to this article, they said by changing the cover art, they could change the way readers think about literary characters and by extension race. The project was intended to remove biases from our assumptions about literary characters. And it's like, I guess, so like you can see how they slipped down this slippery slope to doing this ridiculous. So like, that's what they've got in their head now. It's like, we want to challenge what, you know, readers view, think of as their characters. So they decided to go to these books available in the public domain because they also don't want to have to pay nobody money. Right. And they picked type, they had a AI like software. So they didn't even read it themselves. They had a computer go through and analyze the text and it spit out this list of books where it's not explicitly stated. The characters are of any like color or race. Okay. And so, Oh, I think I had went and searched for it. The actual statement was books in which the race or ethnicity of the protagonist was never explicitly stated. So, but that does exclude a lot of things that a human, like a human reader would pick up on as being indicative of race. So that's like a big Frankenstein. Well, yeah, or secret... you know, that Stein at the end. Well, or secret garden. Isn't Setting, that little girl? Secret garden. Isn't that Super girl who's racist girl. to everybody? She's a little, she's a little girl who's the daughter of like white English colonist or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Peter Pan. Wealthy white London, you know, wealthy Londoner children or whatever the fuck. It's just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I can see there was if there was not. I bet you there. If you look on, you can see this this group's like team. They have two black women. They're the very last ones on the list. I don't know where they were during these discussions, but I'm gonna go ahead and say they weren't in the room because you can. I can hear it. I can see how. A group of like white business people and addicts. We'll be like, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. and then they're all like group think, thinking, yeah, that's a great idea. And then that's a great idea. I never see color anyway. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know that Captain Ahab wasn't black. I you went out again, but I assumed you were still talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like you can you can hear, and then like you're like, we could get somebody to redraw those characters, and then just do some new covers, and then we don't gotta pay no author for shit, we don't gotta pay nobody for shit, and we get all the money! Like, I, I can hear it, Molly. I can- I, yes, that makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it does. Because I just saw the covers, and I was like, the fuck are y'all doing today? <laughs> <laughs> today? I finally caught up with y'all from last week, and this is the new right. foolishness we get. And this, and this is the foolishness. I just, guys, what are we doing? 
So, and then I guess they picked Penguin Random House as a partner and they got the new titles and they put them on and they were going to put them up there and they were going to have this big event at their Barnes and Noble Fifth Avenue location, which I assume is in New York. And they were so excited to congratulate them. They were so excited to like kick this off. And then Twitter saw it and they're like, exactly what you're saying about like, what the fuck y'all do? Mm-hmm. I think and some of these, like Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, but famous for its illustrations, where there's a little white girl in it. And, and did oh, you see man. one of the diverse covers where it's a little native girl? They put war paint on her face. It's like, what are y'all doing? <sighs> what are you doing? And then like some of them don't even make sense. Like this Wizard of Oz one where she's got like the fanny pack and the sneakers. Right. Of course, she's black. They would be Converse. Ruby red Converse. It's like, what are y'all doing? What are you doing? So we all get why this is problematic, right? For it's We don't got to say it. I'm not going to solve it. You know, right? It's like, it's just... Another thing I thought about is like, this isn't... Not only are you ignoring Black stories and Black authors just in that, even in their attempt to like open it up and make it more diverse. Mm. Like, how is this Black History Month when you've got like... Diverse is not synonymous. Black history and diverse are not synonymous. Exactly. And that kind of happens to a degree. Right? I was literally about to say, how is this Black History Month when I see you know all these people that aren't black right it has nothing to do with black history it's just the best and what's worth like there are reimaginings of these stories done by black characters you could have taken that idea and like okay well what if we go out and we find those stories where they do that like they could have gotten a blade so black or they which is the alice in wonderland retelling they could have gotten uh Ramiette and Julio which was a book I loved in middle school <laughs> which is basically a black and latino version of uh Romeo and Juliet but they didn't because they wanted yep. that money yep yep there's a lot of things that they could have done that wasn't but they could have not done anything honestly <laughs> <laughs> they could have just said okay employees just put your black history month table together send right. us a photo okay right, cool. that's it they could have they could have put up a single banner that said Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Every purchase you get a free picture of James Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> they could have they could have just said it's February. <laughs> All the cashiers say Happy Black History Month. They didn't even have to they didn't even have to acknowledge it was Black History Month. <laughs> And it would have been less offensive than this nonsense. It's just, I just, I could see how it happened. You, yes, you make a very compelling, <laughs> you you painted a picture for me and now I see it. You can, you can hear that meeting. I can you. hear that meeting. Well, I think it's racist. You know, I think that when you read the books and they say, here comes, <laughs> you know, old Blackie Jackson. <laughs> I just think that's racist. And I really don't want to think about race. I'm colorblind. I'm colorblind. How do we know Dorothy wasn't black? How do we know Dorothy wasn't black? I know. And it's just makes the book covers. It just really shows their like that's the most that's the whitest thing ever is to assume that a character like I don't know. It's it I you know what you 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 make a good point because it's like all these books, like how do they pick so many books with white characters? Because they're like they're blind you know, to the, the things in it that are indicative that they are not other well yes like the main the protagonists of these books have the privilege of not having their lives impacted by their race mm-hmm. so for them to say they don't bring up their race <laughs> it's because they're not facing racial discrimination they're not facing um you know, uh, bigotry. They're not facing like all this stuff, so they can be like, "I'm just a default." Yeah, or I don't not, have to say what it is. Or they're not being exoticized or tokenized or featureized. Or not, featureized is not a word. Exoticized <laughs> or tokenized the way a character of color who was a main character would be would have to be aware of their race. Yeah, or like Uncle Tom's Cabin. Like he acts like such a, that Negro man. <laughs> <laughs> He's not allowed to just be a dude. Uh, old, old Negro man. <laughs> so and that, you know, proto um, American Turk. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? Because Molly, Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even 
even know what the event was. I tried to find like what they were actually going to do at the event and I couldn't figure it out. They, they were got- going to pull a big sheet off of all the books <laughs> and everybody was going to clap and tell them how brave they were. Uh, I was like, what are, y- what are y'all doing? What are you doing? At least they outright canceled these and didn't oh, like. So glad. So, glad. <laughs> so let's have a dialogue. And everyone, oh, I'm so glad. And they, like, those, t- listen, those Barnes and Noble classics, I knew exactly what they were doing. I knew exactly what they were doing. They've been making so much money off those things. I really have because you know, everyone has to be for school. They don't and have to pay like, nobody nothing. They don't have they to pay money. nobody. Because they very, very easily could have said, ooh, this is like the new classic, the new black classic, the new black uh, canon or whatever. That would have been cool. Yeah. Like what right? Zora did. Yes. <clears throat> had like really pretty covers, like redesigned covers for all of these. Had, you know, the living authors come out and speak, built mm-hmm. this whole thing. But then they would have had to actually do some research and we not have a robot picket and then pay some black people, we which they didn't want to do. Money. <laughs> you know, we don't like that. <laughs> it's funny. I don't even think they're racist. I think they're just, we don't want to pay people money. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're, they're everyone, some racism, but it's more the money. <laughs> but they just did not want to pay anything. Because some of these covers are, I don't think any of these covers are great. Some of these covers are okay. And so we're just like, <laughs> Cole, did you do this on clip art? <laughs> they didn't spend nobody on this. They apparently hired some people. Like, I like Moby Dicks. That's not bad. I, I like Moby Dicks. I really don't like uh, Wizard of Oz. Who? Wizard of Oz. I don't mind it. I don't like the Frankenstein one or the Romeo and Juliet one. I don't Juliet like the Frankenstein one. one or, yeah, the Romeo and Juliet one. The Peter Pan one's all right. Yeah, but uh, it just, it seems like they spent no money and gave this person no time <laughs> and put no thought into it. No. And I don't want to hate on the artists because I don't know how they were approached. I don't know how this project was explained to them. I don't, I don't know. I just. That's true. Because they could have said, hey, draw black Frankenstein's monster. Like, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Draw a sexy my check? Uh, Captain Ahab. Alright, <laughs> where's my check? Exactly. And the Three Musketeers is an interesting one. Because... Where's the Three Musketeer one? Because... I don't mean the art. I just mean the case. Because oh. Dumont is... He would be considered black in America. Okay. Right? I I've never read it. I've never read it. Oh, I haven't read it either. But I do know Dumas is, uh, was considered mulatto. Oh. of the time i have a book about i have a biography that i need to read that's about him it's called the black count um but he was considered of color i don't know how he perceived his own characters and i haven't read the book so maybe i should shut up before i reveal my own ignorance yeah i don't know i didn't know he was uh you know one of us <laughs> <in Mulattos. laughs> yeah i think if you like google a photo of him he even looks like yeah that's a brother alexander <laughs> I'm doing it now. I am Ale- too. Alexander Dubois. I can't smell Alexander. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you black. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I mean, like, how, how did he view his characters? Did he view them all as white? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Really rude of you to just presume computer AI system made by this publishing house. I like how you were like, oh, yeah, he's black. I mean, it's like, you know, you see people on TV and you're like, he black. Yeah. <laughs> like, non-black people are like, how do you know? It's the same way, like, when I go out and people people who are not Latino, like, one time I was coming out of the Ralphs and this man was standing there um, and he yelled at me as I was walking past, are you a black or a Mexican? <laughs> what? So I get that sometimes. But with Mexican, like, Latino people, they never ask. They know I'm not Latina. <laughs> Same thing for black people. It's like you can see someone and you can be like, that person is, is black. not black. <laughs> that person is black. You see these girls get it like this weird, like, what is it? Like black fishing now where they put on all the makeup yes. and shit. And you're like, that ain't no black woman. <laughs> you know. I know. And Alexander Dumas <laughs> does have a fro. So, you know. I mean, and he's styling in that picture. <laughs> oh, look at Wikipedia. He's like, it's like, I see you. <laughs> um, I was going to say, this is said, the like, ignorant the, portion of our show. I'm sorry. 
I was going to say what you said. Like, it used to remind me my mom would get, okay, my mom gets a little angry sometimes with utility companies. And she has to <laughs> sometimes call them and tell them about themselves. <laughs> I remember there was one incident where, like, she said, like, it was something they, she presumed that they had, like, treated her some way because she was black or blind. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have done this to a white person because I know how white people are. And clearly the guy was like, how do you know I'm white? And we were both like, because you asked that question. <laughs> right. It was just, it's just it's like, sir, come on. You would have to ask if you weren't. Right. It's just so funny. Like, it just yeah. goes back to, you have the privilege of not having to think about race. Yeah. If it is not impacting you negatively. If no one is ever going to treat you badly because of your race, if you're not going to experience all these adverse health conditions and racism and the water and that comes out of your faucet all because mm-hmm. you are not white then yeah you can you can be colorblind otherwise everyone else just has to survive mm-hmm. and part a- of that survival is being aware that's what we call privilege are. that's what we call privilege it's it's the fundamental building blocks of privilege so, uh, I don't, that's, that's all the publishing shenanigans I got. Has there been anything crazy in sci-fi? Mm, not really. I don't think so. They, they know how to behave. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they're usually fucking up. And that's not to say that they aren't. I just, I just have not been, like I said, when we get to the books that we've read, I, I'm out of the game right now. I mean, I kind of am too. It's been a... It's been a week. I told you I rage quit Twitter, uh, no, Reddit. And I was saying to my husband, I was like, I just need to take all the negativity out of my life. I just don't need to be going to spaces where people like choose to be hateful and miserable. And he was like, but you're still on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, but I don't need to be in this room anymore. I'm not feeling the negativity <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't need to be in this room anymore. So, I am a little bit out of the game right now. So, there could be a lot of things going on, but it's just only the biggest things am I able to really pay attention to. Like, we talked about RWA at the beginning of this, and it's, like, so intricately messy right now. It's it's very political, and I don't mean political in the terms of, like, American politics, but it's, like, like they keep, like, the boards are changing. It's very deep. It's inside politics. And it's like, I, I don't know. I'll just wait for it to settle if it ever does. And then yeah. read a follow-up piece. Because <laughs> we have an update. It's because, like, I truly do not know. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. People are still quitting. People are so mad. I'm like, oh. There's new shakeups and new, I'm like, woo. I can barely keep up. So, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, I think everything for the most part, those are the two big shenanigans. Yeah. The... Flatiron Books and Diverse Editions. Ooh, yeah. they backtracked that so fast. They back they canceled that thing the day I think it was announced. I did see someone like looked at the um what is it, the HTML or whatever for the website, and it's like they had just typed in like black screen. So it's like they just they just threw a sheet over all of it. <laughs> Nothing like, to see here. The, right? It's like don't look. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's just just hire more black people and people of color. That's, that's and listen to the and listen to them. <laughs> hire them and listen to them. Cause y'all are just doing some foolishness now. It's just making me mad. Cause it's like th- these things shouldn't be happening. It's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> this they saw they tore through this shit. This especially the um. The book covers so quickly, mm-hmm. so quickly, and you're telling me if you had some of those people in your boardroom making your decisions, they wouldn't have like uh, cut this shit, like nip this shit in the butt as soon as it was brought up, because as soon as it was live, people pointed out the 500 issues with it. Well, it kind of it also makes me wonder, and we already said this. I bet you those people were in the room, and I bet you like this probably won't fly, but there's like an yeah. arrogance. When you're at like the, that high at the top that you're like, oh, no, it'll be great. People will love it. Remember that Ancestry ad where it was the um, black oh, woman yeah. and the white guy. They were going to run to Canada because people oh. did. They were like, it, they played that thing in Canada, I think, for like six weeks before it went to the U.S. Mm. 
And they were like, I don't think this is going to fly. This ain't going to work. They're like, oh, no, it did great here in this mostly white county. That makes Canada look like a hero. It's like, I, I think we talked about this once before. That Netflix show is Astronomer Club, Astronomy Club. It's like a sketch show. And they have like, um, they have like, uh, uh, like ghetto Lord of the Rings movie or whatever. Oh, like and it's that. like, it's like real terrible. It's like every stereotype. And so at the end, they show like a bunch of white people sitting around a boardroom. And they were like, this is the most racist shit ever. We're ruined. We're ruined. They're going to kill us for this. And so they say, why didn't anyone tell us this was wrong? And they pan over to the one black guy who's sitting at the end of the table. And he's got like a stack of paper in front of him. And he's like, I sent you 5,000 emails this was wrong. And he like throws them all up and then he runs out of the room like crying. And then they say, uh, we're going to blame this on him, right? It's like yeah. the most perfect like visual encapsulation. Like people probably were saying like it's terrible, but they were being listened to. Ooh, it reminds me, I learned about the concept of the glass cliff. Oh, I don't know that. It's like um, when a woman is put in a position to take responsibility of something only because they need someone to fail at it. Ooh, like this girl who's in charge of the Oscars now. <laughs> oh, I don't keep up with the Oscars. But it's basically like your company is like doing poorly. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's facing this big scandal and you put a woman president in charge. And then she takes all the fall and the blame for it. And then she gets removed. That kind of thing. I see. Oh, don't even give me on the Oscars. There were no black people, right? Like, I don't remember what. I don't even watch anymore. The Oscars are so yeah, boring. I don't watch it. There's, I know the hair video one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's all I need. And that Parasite, which I haven't seen yet, did really well. Yeah, I remember, like, I heard about Parasite a while ago. I was like, we should go see this. And I heard it got good reviews. But then I had the morning thing. And then I was like, well, after, you know, I'm done with the morning, so I'm just like, go see it. I had a baby. Like, <laughs> You're like, when did I fit a movie in? When did I fit a movie in? So, yeah, I haven't seen, I, I didn't, I don't think I saw any of them. I don't, I haven't seen anything. We were supposed to take uh, the nieces to go see Frozen 2. Didn't even do that. Oh, I didn't even know that came out. <laughs> so... Oh, I did see the third Star... Never mind, I saw the Star Wars movie. Oh, that I didn't see that either. That was the only one I saw. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that was a movie. <laughs> but wait, you haven't seen any of the other ones, right? Like the other eight of them or something? I see them. I've, so oh, the, okay. Yeah, I've seen them all. I'm not, oh. like, obsessed with them, but I've seen them. Because you're, you're a Trek... I like... Mm-hmm. See, I like Star Trek better, and they usually suck, so it's not... You don't get disappointed as often. Uh... Your, your whole, you know, sense your, of happiness isn't tied up into it. Yeah, your your standards are a little different. So when you do something <laughs> modically well, you're like, hey, look at that. They got a good movie. <laughs> like, look at you. Proud of you. So, yeah, the standards are different. Mm. Uh, okay, so we should wrap this up. We should, because we're way off topic. <laughs> it, it is. It is what it is. So I know we hinted at this. What have you been reading, Molly? Um, so I have been reading, um, When Animals Kiss Goodnight. Oh! <laughs> Listen, you better claim all those children's <laughs> books. We're about halfway through that. We still have not finished Little Llama Finger Puppet book. <laughs> Baby does not seem to like that Little Llama Finger Puppet. He doesn't. Is it the one where you, like, it. stick your fingers in the book and wiggle them uh-huh. around? <laughs> yeah. Tell them I don't trust it either. And then the only, um book I think that I got with a non people of color I need a new butt that's the name of the book that's the name of the book I need a new butt the boy discovers he, his butt is cracked oh yes you so told he needs me this. a new one I hope you are actively actually like charting all of these books you know I'm not you, I should be listen that's how I got those high numbers before <laughs> I read Mariah book. I'm like, I read it too. Check. <laughs> okay, here's a question. If I'm listening to um, like an audio book, when I get up, you know, in the middle of the night to free feed baby, does that count towards his good read challenge? <laughs> if you play it out loud. Yeah, I play it out loud. <laughs> what? 
Baby's going to be reading Zora Neale Hurston next week. <laughs> Gotta start him young. I love it. Uh, I haven't been reading. I don't have an excuse. And I also have not been reading. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of Ice Planet Barbarian books. Yeah. To a point that I feel like, you know what? I'm getting a little burned out. <laughs> oh, no. I See, they say don't make what you love your job. I know. And that's what I've done. <laughs> I'm more than halfway through, though. So I'm like, you know what? The finish line is coming up. Yeah. I am reading probably the most pretentious book about quitting social media. <laughs> it is called, hold on, let me find it. It is called Digital Minimalism, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World by Cal Ooh. Newport. And like, he's got to bring Henry David Thoreau into it. He's got to bring philosophers. He's got to bring Abe Lincoln and his like solitude cabin. And I'm like, just tell me the benefits of getting off Twitter. That's right. all I want. I don't need a philosophy about it. <laughs> So I'm struggling to finish it because it's just, it's just, it's just, it's a lot. It's so pretentious. Yeah. So I don't know. My reading has really stalled lately. I have not been reading. Also, I feel like lately I have things I have to read as opposed to things I want to read. So. Yeah. And (sighs) you've been busy. Like you have some event to go to. (laughs) You're out here doing a lot of kind of stuff. So it's just been, you know, a lot. Yeah. But. So I'm hoping for Mar- February, I don't know, y'all, I had like three planners in January. I was like, I'm going to hit all my goals. I'm already tired. I was like, well, 2020 is a failure. We'll try again in 21. <laughs> exactly. We'll do it next year. We'll take the rest of the year off and we'll regroup. <laughs> the summer of this year, because it ain't working. Uh, uh, but I think that's it. I, I finished my races. That was really the only thing, the only goal I achieved. Oh, yeah, you did. You With got that big ass metal. Ridiculous metal. I like it. It was shiny. <laughs> it was so ginormous. And it had like four ribbons around my neck. It was it was it was a little tacky. No, I mean you ran four race marathon things. Oh, not a marathon. And I didn't run all them all the way. So <laughs> I just wanted that medal. It was a cool medal. And you're doing this other podcast, you've done a lot. Yes. That's not what yeah. I really loved our crossover episode. I really loved it too. I'm excited for people to hear it. When you called him dumb, you really tapped into an emotion among all the followers. Oh, really? Yes. Well, he is dumb. Damn. <laughs> they were like, she's right. Yeah. I, I did re- re-listen to that one because I was like, because we did that one a while back. It was a lot. You were still pregnant. I was still pregnant. Yeah. So, so I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And now having listened to, like, the other books, I know he is dumber than the <laughs> other ones. <laughs> what confirmed this theory? Just like the others, they seem to, like, be more on the up and up. Like, know what's going on. He's just, like, skulking around. He's like, you know, everybody hates me. And then they're like, hi, hate. And he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> then he's like, why am I alone? I was like, he don't. Ever since you mentioned that the hermit guy was even, I'm like, you know what? He is the smartest one of this tribe. Like, mm-hmm. they live on I that mean, ship with the power and the water. And the running water. They lived I, on that beach before that. Now, I think I saw in something that you were doing that, like, the the modern day aliens show up. Yes. And I'm interested to know what, what their deal is. Oh, you want me to just tell you now? Tell like, me off air. What's your, okay. Tell me off air because, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. And we're getting increasingly more off topic. <laughs> it all started with looking at Alexander Dumas's Because I was going to break it down. Like, yes, let me tell you. You can. You absolutely can. But I think we should do it off air. I okay. think that um, people rightly sometimes accuse us of getting a little off topic. I mean... It's okay. part of the branding at this point. <laughs> part of the branding. And you know what? We ain't gonna pay for this. <laughs> Unless we are getting paid. Unless we are getting paid for this. Uh, what are we reading next Next episode, Molly? I'm excited. And next time we are reading the Black Classic. <laughs> Their Eyes Are Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. I think one of I'm both of our favorite books. I'm really I'm excited. I'm so excited. Tea cake. Tea cake. Yes. He's yes. gonna be a whole hour's worth of discussion. I can already right? feel it. The proto fuckboy. <laughs> and I haven't read this probably since like my first or second year of college, so Oh, I think I've I think I've read it more recently. I think it's been a good six or seven years for me. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm ready. I am so ready. Talk about Janie and those <laughs> gossiping ass townsfolk. Right. And all her like scarves. <laughs> <laughs> and husbands. That woman and had like husbands. what, four or five husbands by the time the end of the book came? I can't remember how. We'll have an official count at the episode. Yeah. I feel like I feel like this is because it's like I feel like Zero Neil Hurston, um, even when she was writing like didn't always get the respect that she kind of deserved because she was writing about like real ass people and like messy Mm -hmm. ass people. So I feel like it's kind of going to be like a reprise of urban like January, but like, you know, the classy version, if that makes sense. Like if we were doing this back in the day, she she was was a woman ahead of her time. She was writing what people really wanted to know the mess. (laughs) Now she was doing it with beautiful language and well-realized worlds and characters. But it's still messy. It <laughs> I appreciate that. But she could also, she had some beautiful literary chops. Yeah. You cannot deny that. Absolutely. We'll get to it. The B we scene. Oh, yeah. So. We're excited. We're obviously really excited for this one. Yes, I can't wait. All right, let's do our promotions because, like I said, we could we could get off topic for forever. <laughs> and when I said, like, I said to my husband, I was like, uh, uh, this has got to be a quick episode. And he was like, mm, it's only three and a half hours then. <laughs> I feel judged. <laughs> I feel attacked. Hateful. I told you I'm done with the hatefulness in 2020. I also know how he talks, so I bet he said it really dryly. Oh, absolutely. Like... <laughs> oh, that hurt my heart. Hurt my heart. Okay. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit, on Instagram at BCL Podcast. You can also visit us online at BlackChickLit.com. If you have questions, comments, you want to yell at us, you want us to send you a picture of Alexander Dumas's from. <laughs> oh, um, please tweet us asking you to send us. I'm sorry. I just got really excited by that. <laughs> we are at contact at BlackChickLit.com. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. That helps, you know, pump up the algorithm and help others find us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shout out to us. We're <laughs> so that's all we got for you this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Another, I think another quality episode from Black Chicklet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>